You're watching the community MMA. What up, what up? This is your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is a community MMA and an unbelievable day. Unbelievable announcement for the UFC. Boom! But not so much for the UFC particularly, but light. <laughs> but light in one day changed everything. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> Think about it. Just yesterday, if you were to ask someone about Bud Light, they would say the sales are tanking. Everything is not looking good, right? I don't need to get into all the details. I don't even know all the details, okay, to be honest with you. I just know that Bud Light, whatever they did, uh, caused their revenue to go way down. And particularly among conservative men, right? I mean, that's just the, the, that's the narrative, all right? Based on sales, based on data, that's the narrative. And in one day, they decided to deal with the UFC and boom, that thing is getting ready to go through the roof because who watches the UFC? Men, right? Men and definitely conservative men. So, I mean, when we do our videos, it's like 99% to one. I mean, literally that crazy uh, of men viewership. It's just the way it is in the UFC. So if you're Bud Light and you want to change everything in a day, you sign a deal with the UFC. Boom! And I'm hanging in the parking lot after work today. And I just, uh, the guy I was talking to from work, I just showed him, you know, he's a, like into politics and stuff. And uh, he doesn't watch the UFC. And I just showed him, I was like, oh, wow, Bud Light and the UFC are, are now partners next year. He's like, man, Bud Light must have paid a lot of money. I was like, you know what? Let me go check that out. And it, it's a record. They don't know the official numbers, but they're saying it's a record. The biggest, if not one of the big, one of the biggest, but if not the biggest uh, deal for the UFC. But the Bud Light, you know, the Bud Light brand needs this. I mean, they needed it bad. Whoa. <laughs> so it's it's crazy to think that uh, Bud Light was able to pull this off, no matter how much money they had to pay. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, the guys in in behind the scenes of Bud Light are just—they went from like their faces are white, sales are dropping. You know, when you're in any type of corporation, that trickles down. There's a lot of stress. We got to fix this. What's going on? Okay, people are probably. White as a ghost. And then all of a sudden you hear this announcement and they're just. Yes! Yes! They're just high five. Everyone's high five in the day of Bud Light. And so is the UFC. I mean, this is a win-win partnership. Yes! Yes! The UFC gets money and Bud Light can rebuild their brand no matter what it costs. And that's how you get out of a troubled situation. And trouble just meaning in terms of their revenue, right? They got to do something to get their people back into the brand. Like you can't have people go into the store and looking at Bud Light and be like, no, nah, I'm not buying that. People aren't buying it. They don't even know why. Like, you know, I'm not into that right now. I'm not against it, but I just haven't drank in a while. So it is what it is. But if I go to the store and I look at Bud Light, I'm probably gonna be like, nah, I don't want that. And I don't even know why. I have no clue as to why. <laughs> I just know that that's the thing right now. Like you don't want to be seen in line uh, buying Bud Light. 
But now that the UFC uh, has signed his deal with Bud Light, it's huge for Bud Light because now Bud Light, boom, breaks through whatever problems they were having. And, uh, you know, now you're broadcasted all over the place with the UFC and that's that's a win-win situation. I mean, just for the news articles and, and marketing, uh, it's a win-win. If they don't say another word about it for the whole next year, because this begins in January, then it's still a win-win. But they are going to say something about it and it's going to be plastered all over and it's good for Bud Light. Good for them. Good for Bud Light. Come back at a year story. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even joking. And, you know, you see this happen in other sports like NFL, right? NFL says, and this is before the season. I saw something. Who knows what it was at the time. And, you know, the NFL was saying something along the lines of, uh, we need to build, you know, the amount of women that watch the sport. We need more female fans, right? So that's like their number one thing. They're starting to market toward. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? Who else better on the whole planet to bring women into football? Now I can't even remember her name. Isn't that terrible? The singer. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look this up because I'm about to say the wrong name and I can't do that. Uh, but yeah, you, br you bring in the right person and it changes everything. It changed everything. Taylor Swift. Yeah. I can't believe it. Just, I was going to say Faith Hill and I'm like, no, that's not right. Obviously, Taylor Swift, yeah. So who else on the planet uh, better to show up to a football game if you're the NFL and you're trying to market towards women, particularly young women that are going to, you know, be around for a long time and watch the sport, who else better to bring in than Taylor Swift? She just magically shows up, right? She just magically shows up. And maybe that's the way it worked out. But it just seems like it's it's too good to be true. So there's always that who knows, the what if factor. But for Bud Light, that's what they did in one day, regardless of how much they had to pay. They changed their image. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be news reports on this. It'll be interesting to see how their revenue changes uh, from 2023 to 2024. It's certainly going to go up. Will it go back up to what it was? I, I think so. I think by the middle of this year to the end of, or to the middle of next year to the end of next year, all is uh is changed for Bud Light by signing this deal. That's just I, I think that's the way that this thing goes. Now Hamza Chamayev still in the news, right from UFC 294, the huge victory over Usman. And I know that make like that makes some of your stomachs tingle, like your your stomach you, you, you're already getting mad, right? Because now you get to hear another six months to a year of this, right? Until he fights again, and then you hope he loses, but your stomach's tingling. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Hamza won the fight, and he beat Usman, one of the best fighters uh, the world has ever seen. I mean, he was number one pound for pound for a good amount of time. And, uh, of course, there's other fighters that are probably better, but Usman's one of the best. Can you say he's not? And uh, Hamza wins, and what did I tell you? Even after the fight, don't matter if he KOs him in 10 seconds. There's going to be all types of excuses and people trying to bring him down. It would have been harder if you'd have done that. If you'd have got the finish in round one, people would have been like, holy cow. The bottom line is he dominated the guy for the first round. And then he, you know, he looked more patient in the second and third. And I'm sitting there watching saying, let's go, let's go pick it up. You got to do something. And then you find out later he had a, a hand, a problem with his hand. We still don't know the, the, the final results or official results of that. But that explains why he switched from righty to lefty in the first two minutes of the second round. 
It explains why the pace slowed down, and he still found a way uh, not only to beat one of the best fighters on the planet, but to beat him with a hurt hand in uh, two-thirds of the majority of the fight. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. And how did he do that? Because he built up enough base. I mean, if you get 10-8 rounds from all the judges, except one, you get two 10-8, 10-8s, I mean... You got to really fall apart. I mean, you got to lose the next two rounds and it's still a draw. So, and he still found a way to squeak out another round with a hurt hand. So I say, listen, at the end of the day, everyone can say what they want. Hamza won. So I, I'm, hey, I'm cool with it, man. Yes! Yes! I'm pumped up. Because now the story starts to shift. Oh, it isn't, he doesn't deserve a title fight now. He doesn't deserve a title fight. <laughs> because Dana White said DDP gets a title fight and he didn't get hit. Yeah, all that's going to start happening now. And maybe they start pushing Hamza to DDP. But what's more likely to happen, okay, as we said on the previous podcast, DDP likely fights Strickland because, you know, Hamza he fights every eight months to a year is a trend right now. That'll change when he gets the title. But right now, that's the way it is. And if you're going to win the title, you got to chill and make sure everything is good and then come back and fight. And... You know, we got another win here now, so we we got fed, you know what I mean? We we ate, we got to see the fight, and now we're good for a few months before we start barking at the top of the rooftop and saying, what's up, when's the fight coming, what's going on, and people start getting crazy again. Right now, we're good. We got to find out what's wrong with the hand, okay? We got to see what's going on there, and then, you know, you probably get DDP and Strickland, okay? Drake is Duplessis and Strickland. And the winner of that faces Hamza. That's what I think happens. So then people are going to say, oh, see, Hamza didn't get the next title fight. His next fight will be for the title if the UFC is true to its word. And Hamza's fan base isn't the one to go back on your word against because we're like some diehard crazy fans. We already believe that he's the champ. Okay. And this isn't the guy you can go back on and say, well, you know, maybe you needed number three, number four contender. No, you said the title. He was number three in the welterweight. They wouldn't give him a title fight, okay? He goes in there and beats a number one contender, right, and not in the right weight class and, and, and short notice, whatever. Beats Usman handily, takes him down in the first and controls the heck out of him. Who else has done that? Would have loved to see the finish. Could have changed everything. But the bottom line is, you know, you're facing one of the best uh, defensive guys on the planet. It's going to be very hard to submit him. Anyone else, it's over. Anyone else is over. But Usman is that good. He knows how to keep the chin down. He's smart. He's, he, he practices for that stuff. And still, Hamza dominated him. And Hamza deserves a fight for the title. We don't want to hear anything else. We're not going to accept it. We're going to be upset. And we're going to remind the UFC every chance we get that, no, you said this time you said it. Okay? We're Hamza fans. We already think he, he has won the title. You understand? And now you said that he's fighting for the title. So you can't do that to us. I mean, you can, but we're not going to let you live it down. That's the problem. So the UFC has a decision to make uh, in that realm. They got a decision to make because we're not going to forget what we were promised. And when I say we, I mean fans of Hamza Chamayev. It's that simple. So those are the two big things today, right? Bud Light and UFC partnership. That's awesome. Hamza Chamayev is fighting for the title next until we hear differently. I don't care what these other guys say, like the MMA gurus on there talking about he will not fight for the title. Sean Strickland says he doesn't deserve it. 
all these guys know that if Hamza fights for the title, it's a wrap. So keep him down. Maybe someone else could beat him. Maybe if we make him fight DDP, Drykus Duplessis could beat him. And I'll tell you what, that would be a great matchup because Drykus is no joke. But neither is Hamza. And he'll be ready. But we were promised a title fight, and that's what we want. It doesn't matter what any other person says, what the champ says. None of that matters. This is what the UFC said. And the UFC shall reign supreme and should hold to its word. Especially with Hamza. You want to break your word on some other fighter with, you know, good to average fans? Don't do it when you got a diehard fan base. And if you don't think the diehard fan base is there, go ahead and announce a fight with like a Jared Cannonier or something like that. And watch how many people start to scream from the rooftop about it. Like You promise a title fight, right? But, you know, and if that happens, we'll go ahead and fight Jared. He'll, he'll go ahead and fight Jared Cannonier. And whoop him, and then we'll be right back in the same situation that we were in the welterweight division at number three again. Still, the champ won't want to fight. It, it, the only way you can beat Hamza is not to have to fight him. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. I mean, it, if all you guys really think he's going to lose that bad, just then, then say, let's see the title fight. Let's get it over with. Put him up for the title. Let's see what he got. And then we can end the discussion. Or, uh, But they don't want that because they know that Hamza wins. So they don't want that. They don't want Hamza fighting for the title. <laughs> they do not want that to happen. As we jump into uh, the Q&A a little bit here. Uh, yeah, Prodigy saying, that makes sense. Let Diamond Dallas Page, a.k.a. DDT, fight. Then give Hamza a winner. Hand is fundamental. Needs to heal properly without strain. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen. Whatever's wrong with Hamza's hand is just, you know, even if it's not that bad, it's going to make it eight months to 10 months, and they're going to try to get Strickland uh, some work and let him fight uh, Dreykus Duplessis and see how that plays out. And then Hamza will be back in the news. Grizzly says, you are confirmed. Ooh, Usman beat Hamza with no camp, no knees. Uh, also, but you always, yeah, I don't even know how that one snuck in there because I didn't even click the read more button. So I don't, you know, whatever. Like, it was about to be a, that was going to be a marathon message right there. <laughs> Al top of my top of them. My man, Sean Strickland, losing that title soon. Yeah. Yeah, we got Mike Tapo. We got Kenneth Bruner. We got a lot of a lot of people weighing in when it comes to Hamza. For real. He took him down easily, says another. I mean, he just he easily took down Usman. Easily. In the first, in, he had one takedown in every round, too. Go back and look it up. He had a takedown in every round. I don't want to hear two of those rounds he had a hurt hand. <laughs> and even if he doesn't, it's still a majority win. We'll take that all day, as I told you before. That's why when they said he won, I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter how he wins. I don't care. Because there's going to be some tough fights on the lead up. He's not invincible. What a scam. DDP beats number one contender who only lost to Adesanya. Now he is number 13. Is that true? Is Duplessis 13? That can't be right. Dana White should go play marbles. Wow. Yeah, DDP can't be... You can't have promised a number 9 and 13 contender <laughs> that they're fighting for the title next. That's crazy. But Duplessis... The way that they do these these rankings... I, lo I love the rankings, but sometimes some of these guys in the, in the 8 to 15 range, it's just like... It, 
it's all over the place. I might even see in Drake. Yeah, Drake is his number two. So I'm not quite sure what he's talking about. Drake is his number two. So it is what it is. John Jones is out. That's right. Makes sense. John found out Usada is gone in 2024. Time for some Olympic-sized pool training. That's funny. Yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't even think of that earlier this morning when the news came. Well, really last night, but earlier this morning when we did our video uh, and got the information to you that he's out. I didn't. They said a pectoral pull, right? Muscle pull, something like that, strain. But now when you factor in the USADA thing, that's funny. Who knows? Who knows? It is funny how that happens, and you get another main event. But, you know, listen, I like the Alex Pereira, Yuri Pajaska main event better. I think that's even a better main event because I don't think John Jones should be fighting Stipe. He should be fighting Pavlovich. Isn't it funny how quickly he ran out and announced a Stipe fight? I want Stipe. I want Stipe. And then we're going to build him up as the best heavyweight, one of the best heavyweights ever. Okay, fine. But the real, the real man of that division is Pavlovich. So I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. More so. Homework. My boy Hamza beat Uzman with one hand. <laughs> yes, sir. Homework's in there, too. Listen, there's about six to eight diehards here on Hamza. There's some others that jump in and out, you know. But there's six to eight diehards, I'm telling you right now. B.B. Chester. I don't really know if he won that fight. He won one round and looked gas and lethargic the last two. Well, I've had so many predictions go against me with these crazy decisions that I'm going to take this one. I'm just going to take this one. And I'm going to... Listen, as far as I'm concerned, the rest could have 10 bad decisions left this year. I'll take this one. And I'm sure all the Hamza fans will too. I'll take this decision because I think they got it right. But if there's people out there that don't think this was a bad one, then, hey, I'm glad this one went our way. Ikram moving his way up. Yeah, Aliska Raw, baby. What, up to number 14 or 15 on the dude list? Yes, sir, he's on his way up. He's on his way up. And I think he continues moving up. Keep, keep hanging on your boy Hamza on your dude list. Your boy showed a mediocre performance against Usman on his worst night. You see, this is what I'm saying. This is a total diminishing. So now Hamza had a mediocre fight and Usman had his worst night. This is what people do when they tell stories. Everything's got to be in their favor. I mean, that's about you. So Hamza had a, a mediocre night despite taking Usman's back for like three minutes in the first round when both guys are fresh. Who's done that? Nobody. But, you know, it, listen, it is what it is. He won. We don't care. He won. He won. That's all we care about is the fact that Hamza won. And coming out of this, that's, that's the only thing that matters. Because now we're moving forward. You guys can stay back uh, in the rear and look at what happened. We're going to go ahead and move forward uh, and look forward to the next fight. Who's the next fight? That's what we're looking forward to. And it better be for the title. <laughs> or the UFC will hear about it for sure. But listen, that's a wrap, man. This your boy Chris Cross has been real. Great job, Bud Light, on the marketing strategy. Hamza for the UFC title. And John Jones is out of there. But we'll take Yuri and uh, 
Alex Pedeta, all day. It's your boy Chris Cross. Have a great day and God bless. Peace.